and welcome to the Rooted Together podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through his word together. And today we are in Mark chapter 9 with an episode entitled, Jesus, Son of God and Lord of All. You see, in this chapter, we're going to see that Jesus's glory is fully revealed and unfiltered, like taking off your sunglasses on a bright, sunny day. We're talking, of course, about the transfiguration. We're going to see Jesus' power over demonic forces seen in spite of the failures and the weak faith of his disciples. See, in contrast, we must follow Jesus with our full lives and total devotions. And, of course, that is if you could wrap up this chapter in a nice, neat bow. I mean, a lot happens in this chapter. Uh, For example, we look at verses 1 through 13. It's the transfiguration All the events that happened during the transfiguration point and confirm Jesus' divinity. Uh, Notice what Mark will say. He will say, as no one on earth or Elijah and Moses were talking with Jesus. I mean, why else would they talk with Jesus if he were not God in human flesh? We have a voice that calls out from heaven. And all of these things point to Jesus being otherworldly. I don't know how the three disciples recognized Elijah and Moses, but the more amazing thing is that they knew Jesus. And when I say they, I mean Elijah and Moses knew Jesus. The cloud in in verses 1 through 13, representing the Holy Spirit, overshadows all of them. And then the Father speaks from, and it's a flashback to chapter 1 when uh, the Father speaks at the baptism. And in Mark 1, it says, you are, or the Father says, you are my son in whom I'm well pleased. And in Mark 9, this is my son, listen to him. The the differences there are subtle but important. You see, chapter 1, the the Father speaks to the Son, but here on the mountain, he speaks to the disciples. And across centuries, countries, cultures, languages, And he speaks to us with a distinct message. This is the Son of God. Listen to what he says. So as you read verses 1 through 13, meditate on those things. Make those observations. But let's now look at another part of Mark. It follows that. They come down from the mountain right after the transfiguration, verses 14 through 29. Uh, In this story, you have the disciples who didn't go up on the mountain unable to cast out a demon in a father's child. So the father approaches Jesus and asked if he could. He asked Jesus, if you can heal my son. And Jesus reaffirms the question is not a matter of if he can, but if the man's faith was strong enough to seek Jesus to do it. And the man recognizes His faith is weak, and then he asked Jesus to help his unbelief in a very raw, honest moment, and Jesus does respond by healing the son. And later the disciples, they go and they ask Jesus, why were we not able to cast out this demon? And Jesus' answer was not a how-to guide on how to cast out demons, and if you've ever heard teaching like that, Ignore it, because Jesus wasn't laying out a detailed plan on how you can cast out demons too. Instructional video and YouTube to follow. No, that's not what happened. Instead, Jesus tells his disciples that prayer is needed, and the translation here is they lack prayer. 
when we engage in spiritual matters, which is, by the way, every day, because we live in a world that's both material and spiritual, we must do so in God's power and not our own. So seek God in prayer. Now we come to the end of Mark in verse 42 through 48, and we have this very odd series of teachings, and Jesus is teaching about sin, and it's like cutting off the hands and plucking out the eyes, and was that supposed to be literal or metaphoric or hyperbolic? And of course, I would say it's hyperbolic, but Jesus is teaching his disciples that sin is serious business, so you have to look at the context of what Jesus is saying and the context that surrounds that teaching is about sin. And we often think of sin, and because here's the deal, right? We, we think of sin as a small problem, almost like a pet we can hide under the bed when mom and dad go, did you bring home a dog? Oh, no, mom and dad, I didn't bring home a dog, but you, you know, hide it under the bed. We, we don't suffer from thinking sin is too serious. We suffer from thinking sin is not serious enough, but Jesus is clear, sin kills Therefore, take it as serious as cutting off your hand. Now, not literally, of course, but what Jesus means is to run from sin and to kill sin. So, real quick, why not take a very literal translation or interpretation? You might ask that question, right? Or isn't the Bible supposed to be literal? Well, because cutting off the hand and plucking out the eye would not solve the root of the sin, which is the heart. We, need, we don't need to take out our eyes. We need a new heart. And that is what Jesus promised us, a new heart, a new life. We will be given a new heart when we become a believer and we will become a new creation. Follow Paul's thoughts on that. So that's just a brief thought on those verses. Again, read it, meditate on it, take seriously sin. So now let's look at verses 9 through 7 as we jump quickly into our here. Verse 9, 7 says, And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. So let's jump into the explain, and I've talked a little bit about this earlier in the rundown of the chapter, but here is the Trinity on full display, the Father speaking to the Son and the Holy Spirit surrounding them in a cloud. I want you to also see the connection with Mount Sinai from the book of Exodus, the cloud surrounding the mountain of God. You see, all of these things point to Jesus as the divine Son of God, which is one of the things Mark says in Mark chapter 1 on who Jesus is. How does he do that in this chapter? Well, I mentioned it earlier. He said, as no one on earth, Elijah and Moses were speaking with him. A voice spoke from heaven. You see, Jesus is beyond our world. He is God in human flesh. I don't know how the disciples recognized Elijah and Moses, but to me, what stands out as I observed this is not that the disciples somehow knew who Elijah and Moses were, or maybe they even found out after, but it's the fact that Elijah and Moses knew exactly who Jesus was. And I find that fascinating. The Father speaking to the Son from the mountain crosses centuries, cultures, countries, languages, and it speaks an important and distinct message that this is the Son of God meant for all people to follow. Listen to what he says, and the question that jumps out through this text is, 
are we listening? Am I, so let's jump into the apply here. Am I listening to the words of Jesus today? Verse 7, I will call out to Jesus to help my weak faith, and I will humble myself to be a servant first. I will lead with service and humility. And number four, I will run from sin because sin is serious business and dangerous. So let's go to the response. Father, where my faith is weak, grant me strength. Where I am prideful, let me be humble. Rend my ears to listen and hear your son. Jesus, let me hear and understand the depth and the beauty of your gospel in my life today and help me to share it with somebody. Amen. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Rooted Together podcast, and I look forward to joining you in Mark chapter 10 next time. I'll see you there.